Welcome to the Not So Perfect Christian Life Podcast with Joy and Hannah. Welcome back to the Not So Perfect Christian Life podcast. Really great to have you with us. This week, we are going to be talking about the idea of refining, God refining us. Yeah, an interesting topic. Hannah, I don't know, I don't know what comes to mind. Is it a painful topic for you? Have you gone through the refiner's fire? <laughs> I do think so, yes. <laughs> I don't think he's done with me either. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think it's a really good topic to cover. And actually, even as you were just saying that, I had planned in my head what I thought I might start with but then you've just said that and I'm like oh yeah it's just worth sort of maybe saying like (laughs) refining (laughs) refining and you know it you think of like a lump of dirt and you're kind of trying to chip away at the rubbish to maybe get through to what is possibly like a precious stone underneath or something so the idea is that there's something precious that is maybe surrounded by like a lot of rubbish Mm. that's got a that's got to go for the benefit of what is precious there. And I suppose, yeah, you know, we're, I believe we're all made in the image of God. I believe we all carry that as humans. Like we carry um, a similarity to him in us because mm. we're made like him. Uh, but there's an awful lot of rubbish yeah. that surrounds that in our lives. And so once we come to know him, he really wants us, like it says, doesn't it? He's come to give us life and life to the full. And um, Simon said that, didn't he, when we interviewed him the other yeah. week? Um, and so in order for us to live life to the full, there's an awful lot of junk that's got to go. <laughs> so I'm not opposed to it going. I'm like, strip me of it, Lord, that's <laughs> fine. And then, but that kind of leads me on. I didn't plan that, but that kind of leads me on <laughs> to my verse that I had been thinking about, which can I read it to you? Yeah, I wonder whether it's one of the uh, same ones as I've got. Yeah, I bet it probably is. So the context of it is that um, it's in Hebrews 12 and the context of it is like a discussion about how a, like your, even your earthly fathers discipline you for your own good. So how much more will your heavenly father discipline you for your own good? And I just, I really love this. So you can read the whole thing. People listening, you can read the whole thing in your own time (laughs) if you want to. But I'm going to just read it from verse 10. So he's talking about um, when they says they, he's talking about like our earthly parents, maybe how they've disciplined us. So it says, they disciplined us for a little while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good in order that we may share in his holiness. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Mm. And, you know, I'm just going to read that verse 11 again, because I kind of feel like we could sort of do this podcast just reading that verse and then leave it. (laughs) Um, But obviously we're not going to do that. But so it says no discipline or you could say no refining seems pleasant at the time, but painful Later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. And so uh, for me, 
of all the verses about sort of like discipline or refining us or sort of like training us, changing us, that just summarizes my feeling towards this process that God does in our lives of stripping away the rubbish to like to make us more like him Mm. in order that we'll have peace and in order that we'll have a harvest of righteousness. But, but, but then I love the kind of acknowledgement of our humanity in it, that it does seem painful at the time. Yeah. Um, And I, I don't know about you, Joy, but I feel like it's really important to have that mindset in advance <laughs> of, <laughs> of experiencing yeah. something really that feels quite painfully refining because then you're not necessarily overwhelmed by it because you have a mindset of, okay, this is for a purpose. Mm. Um, so that's kind of, that's that verse is just on my heart. I love that verse. I think that is just really full of hope um, through difficult times. But what about you? What sort of came to mind when you were thinking about refining? Um, Well, I really liked what you said at the beginning. And I was thinking about that as well of like, you know, that there's, there's treasure in us. And but sometimes like that we choose to rely on lots of other things. And lots of other stuff sort of crowds in and sometimes it's only in the refining process that you actually really get down to the treasure um because that process refines it and strips like you say strips away strips back anything that we've that's been sort of covering us or that we've been relying upon and you know I guess when I think of this word refining it I I I feel the pain of it (laughs) Um, yeah. And which I think is probably a good sign because it means that I have been refined. Hooray. Yeah. Um, it's painful at the it time. It is painful at the time. <laughs> um, but I was also interested about you bringing that verse because I don't know. I mean, do we really um, link together trials that we go through in our life and discipline like, I don't know that we always think that they are part of God's correction, but like you were saying, because I think we've talked about that verse before in the sense of like um, discipline at its heart is correction, like God correcting, it's not punishment, yeah. which is yeah. really important to state. Like none of this yeah. is punishment, it's God correcting things training. in our lives and training yeah. and all the rest of it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know that we always see it as that, but again, like you were saying, yeah. like seeing a purpose in it. I mean, I think I've learned this a lot in my own life. Seeing a purpose in something really helps you to persevere in it. Because yeah. if you, I think when I was thinking about this whole refining thing and when I've gone through trials and difficulties, you can respond to it in one of two ways. Like you can respond to it with, okay, this sucks. I don't like this, but God, I'm going to lean into you and I'm going to sort of allow myself to be molded and refined. And that doesn't mean that you're like, yippee, bring it on. But it does mean that you're going, there's Mm. a purpose. I trust that you're good. I trust that you're going to work this for good. You can respond that way or Mm. you can essentially go into a sulk with God on it, sit in the corner and go, I'm not happy about this and throw tours out of the pram. And I have done, just for everyone listening, both of those things. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think what I've learned within it is that, which is unsurprising, is that yielding to it, the process, yeah. 
um, is is a lot better um, than essentially sitting in the corner and and not talking to God about it. And I know why we do that is because we sort of feel let down. We feel, coming back to another podcast, like disappointed. Um, We can feel like something's gone wrong. Um, yeah. And we just sort of want to protect ourselves, depending on how fiery we've, we feel that trial is. Um, mm. And I know for me, there have been times where I've been really struggling with something that's happened. And I feel like I have just gone, oh, I'm not happy with this God and gone into a sulk. And essentially, like it feels like my relationship with God has stalled in that moment. Um, and yeah. for a while, because it's a bit like, you know, for those people who have children, when you're trying to correct some of your child's behavior and your child just goes off in a sulk. Like, I don't know about you, Hannah, but I would much rather my child came to me and went, well, I'm not happy with this. I feel like Mm -hmm. this. I'm not happy. Why is this happening? It's not fair. I would (laughs) rather they sort of come at me with it so that at least I'm engaging Mm -hmm. with them. And then I can be like, right. Okay. Can I, can I share though? Why I'm, yeah. Why this is happening. Whereas when they <laughs> sometimes I don't mind it when they go away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but that's not helping my analogy. So no, I know. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. Um, but um but I think on the other side, if they just sit there and you know that they're hurting and then they're, they're not telling you anything and they're refusing yeah. to engage with you and give you the silent treatment, you really feel like you can't get in there at all. And Yeah. And so, yeah, that's all to say that I think it's really important how we respond to what we perceive to be trials or difficulties or just really tough times that we're going through. Um, Yeah. Things that we just feel, why can't this be easier? Or why am we struggling with this repeatedly? Like there's lots of people that I know that are just having repeated problems that just don't seem to go Mm. away. And Mm. just feels like a trial that just keeps going and going and going and going. And there's the real frustration there. And it's always, particularly the longer it goes on, is like, are we going to push in and yield to it and just really like wrestle with God over it of like, what God, what's going on here? Or are we going to sit and refuse to talk to God until it's lifted? Yeah. and And talking about like sort of knowing that there's purpose in it, I don't think, I think we very rarely understand the link between that particular trial and what God is trying to do in us and I think the fact that we don't understand that causes us like you've expressed like disappointment or frustration or we sulk with God I think I think it's revealing of our like absolute desire to understand and be in control that when trials or temptations whatever comes our Mm. way and we can't make sense of it how that can turn to like just intense annoyance or disappointment or rage whereas the bible you know in proverbs it says lean not on your own understanding like again if we've got that mindset of like well i wouldn't presume to understand what god's doing um, because I'm not God, yeah. <laughs> and because my perspective on things is so limited and finite. John was telling me about a statistic the other day, um, where, like, at best, at, at absolute best, thirty percent of the time we accurately judge 
why something happened maybe like why someone responded to us the way we did absolute best it's only 30 (laughs) percent and you just sort of think like we've got no idea Mm. we think that we understand we think we're perceptive and I'm not saying that we there's no understanding or perception like clearly there is but we just I we just cannot conceive what is happening around us and why it is happening like for what purpose so I think like I just wanted to be clear on that because I think when we're saying like it's important to know there's purpose in it. I don't think, and I know you wouldn't be either, Joy, saying like, well, I understand. So it's just petty example. I understand my frustration that I couldn't buy a dairy milk chocolate bar in that shop that I went to because maybe God show me I don't need to eat it because I'm trying to be healthy. I don't. Yeah. That's like the first thing that came to mind. We've quite discovered revealing, this trial isn't it? in your life, then, Hannah. <laughs> I know. Gosh, I feel like I've just shown quite a bit about myself. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> like we're not talking about that sort of no. purpose. We're talking about the fact that trials and it, or if you want to call it refining or you want to call it discipline is a normal part of life yeah. like and an inevitable yeah part of life and so when it comes that's not a surprise to us or like when we're walking through something difficult we want to have the mindset of like well, of course I'll be walking through difficult stuff that's what life is like yeah um but that's in- and- <laughs> that's interesting though isn't it because I was thinking that I don't know. Sometimes I wonder whether we as Christians have got sold a false gospel of mm. that, you know, come to Jesus, he'll make it all perfect and everything will, you know, all your problems will go away. Um, and that's not true. <laughs> that's blatantly not yeah. true. Like the Bible talks a lot about suffering. It talks a lot about trials and tribulations. And I'm sure we'll yeah. share more Bible verses that will say that. Um, that Jesus himself says, take up your cross and follow me. Like it's, it's yeah. really blatant of like, there will be trials. I mean, like I wrote down this um, verse that Jesus says, in the world, you will have tribulation. Yeah. Like, Thanks, Jesus. Yeah, I mean, that's quite clear, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Like, I mean, when Jesus <laughs> says something, it's definitely true. But you could sort of imagine the disciples sitting there like, oh, um, but but then he says, but take heart, I have overcome the yeah, world. So and that's yeah. really important. I think both of those things. Yeah. Are, there will be problems. Yeah, but I have overcome everything, and I'm with you, which is the crucial bit. And it was that comes back to the like the purpose bit. But I also so not just that we've um, sold a false gospel at the beginning. Sometimes it's that. Sometimes it's that we weren't sold a false gospel. We were sold the absolute truth. Mm. But over time as Christians, we've sort of begun to think that everything will be all right Mm. and that everything will go to plan. Because I I guess when I first became a Christian, it felt like God did things predictably. Like as I was Mm. getting to know him, I felt like I could predict, which sounds crazy and slightly blasphemous, but I'm like, I felt like I could (laughs) predict sort of more how he was going to act and more what was going to happen. And And then as I went further on in my faith or sort of matured in my faith, I was frequently and still am like flummoxed of like, I don't, I don't get this God and I don't understand this and I don't understand that. And, um, and so I think that it, 
you know, it's just coming back to that place of Jesus said, like, we're going to have tribulation. And sometimes we gloss over those passages because they make us feel uncomfortable and they make us go, oh, no, I don't I don't really like that. I don't want to think about that. But it's like it's everywhere. It's in what Jesus said, like Jesus's own life. Like he came and he went through the worst thing imaginable when he died on the cross. And so then as followers of him and we see it with the disciples as well, like they just had difficult times. And I don't know, there, there was a point in my life where I started to think, have I believed something wrongly over time that I've just thought that maybe God would like rubber stamp what I wanted to do and that <laughs> actually it would be okay? And mm. then you start to think, well, hang on, the Bible and Jesus have never promised me that. So I've just sort of made that up myself. Um, yeah. I think that's also a product of the culture we're in, though, isn't it? And, yeah. You know, we did. We talked about comfort on another podcast, didn't we? And I think like like you're talking about, like the false gospel, I think just culturally in this country and other parts of the world similarly as well. Like we're just that's what we're fed, isn't it? That the idea that if you plan well or the idea of kind of like self-improvement or all these things like that we can control and plan for the future and we live in relative peace in this country as well so these things are more possible and this just god of comfort sort of smothers the idea that normal life is full of trial isn't it and even you know we were chatting to simon on the other podcast weren't we i think if we lived in a country like burundi i think we'd be much more at home with passages like the ones we've read already because we I think we'd probably just be expecting well yeah life is life's hard we'd have a different mindset because culturally and what's happening in our country is very different I also think I was going to say this at the beginning actually but I forgot it um back to that Hebrews 12 passage I think there's quite a lot in there that is pretty counter-cultural as well because I don't know if you'll agree with this, Joy, but I really feel like in this culture, the idea of disciplining your mm. children is even a little bit alien as yeah. well. Like the the idea of, yeah, it'd be good for them to be told no, or it'd be good for them to kind of be trained or given boundaries or kind of, you know, parents investing in trying to teach their children that's not really okay or that's not really beneficial for you or anybody else (laughs) so you know you read that passage like I'm just going to go back to it and have a look at it like at the beginning I was reading it earlier and I was just like I just think this is really countercultural in our culture um if if you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline oh no sorry that's not the bit oh I can't find it now Oh, here. Sorry. (laughs) Moreover, we have all had human fathers who disciplined us and we respected them for it. I don't know if I mean, one, sadly, a lot of people haven't had human fathers, have they? Or maybe they've had examples of really bad fathers and that's just heartbreaking. But do we respect discipline? I don't I think, you know, even in schools, you would say there's quite a lack of that as well do we respect teachers to like train our children I don't know there's 
So I think like the whole idea of refinement and trial and discipline is quite a challenge to us culturally. Mm. And then I think the Bible takes it one step further. I'm going to read this verse to it's in James. I love James. You probably can guess which one I'm going to read as well, Joy, but it's James 1 verse 2. And it says, consider it pure joy. My brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, Mm. let perseverance finishes its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And you're like, oh, gosh, not only am I supposed to sort of expect trials to come my way and refinement to happen, but I'm supposed to, like, consider it pure joy. Mm. (laughs) And um, that's another challenge again, isn't it? Yeah, but then I think it comes back to like considering it p- pure joy. I mean, I don't think I'm at that stage, but but the the, <laughs> the joy that you, I'm just trying to think what what is the joy that you'd get from it? Well, the joy for me when I've gone through trials is knowing that, like you were saying, that there is a purpose in it that you're yielding yeah. to the discipline of someone who you can trust to do it well, because as great as your Mm. earthly father might be, they're flawed Mm. and Mm. they won't do it perfectly. And so I think depending on the model that we've had of an earthly father, that can really affect how much we feel that we want to yield to God's discipline. So if we're then seeing trials as like yielding to God's discipline, then a lot of things come up in that of like, do I believe that you're good God do I believe that um, that you will help me with this? Do I believe that you'll be mm. in this with me? Do I believe mm. that you'll give me everything I need within this? Yeah. Um, do I do I believe that you won't let it go beyond what I can bear? I mean, I've held yeah. on a lot to that verse which says he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. And I've sometimes mm. really had to quote that because... I've felt like this has pushed me right to the edge of what I feel like I can bear. Um, But I guess then the considering it pure joy is knowing, oh, hang on, God is faithful. He will never leave us or forsake us. That he can do anything so he can change any situation. That he's with us in it. And if he's with us in it, then that means everything, the power of heaven is with us in it. And knowing that his love is with us in it, that this isn't a punishment. But it also, I think for me, that considering it pure joy, which when I was thinking about this in my own life, is because you know that it is, just like you said, producing a harvest of righteousness. Like it's Mm. throwing you, hopefully, more and more onto the grace of Jesus. It's throwing you more Mm. and more onto your need of him. It's to think of a phrase that's been important in my life, it's leaning really hard onto Jesus. Um, Mm. And that's when it becomes pure joy because, or better. (laughs) Um, That's when it- Less painful. Yeah, less painful because you're like, I know that you're in this with me, God. And I know that this isn't a punishment. And I know that there will come an end to it as well. Like, And I know that it won't- suffocate me and overwhelm me which is what we're always fearful of because everything in us because of the culture we live in wants to sort of preserve ourselves and go back to that sort of comfortable state and it feels really vulnerable and raw to be have things stripped away like I know we've talked a bit about that before but to have things removed in your life that you've relied upon Mm. or that you've Mm. sort of felt have shielded you or covered you 
have them mm. stripped away feels really raw and vulnerable and then it it almost brings you back to that place where I know it has for me in my faith of like do I believe that God loves me as I am do I believe that he's enough really really enough like I don't have to rely on all these different things I can just come to him as I am and yeah. so for me that is where it comes to the pure joy um yeah whereas I think that a lot of people think that trials and tribulations are a sign that God does not love them or that he's punishing them or there's something that's just gone wrong and he's dropped the ball. And like all of those, I believe, are just lies from Satan that we believe. Um, And they make us feel worse because they make us feel alone and they make us feel like God's forgotten us and they make us feel like, well, he blesses that Christian over there, but he doesn't bless me. Um, Mm. And all of those are lies. Actually, like you're yeah. saying, that whole thing of what you're saying is that God corrects those that he loves. Yeah. Because yeah. he doesn't, because we wouldn't allow unruly behavior in our children or just let them do whatever they want or to have no boundaries because we love them. Yeah. Yeah. And when you, when you think about articulating it like that or in terms of like, if God loved me, this would be easy. Or like, if God loved me, this would feel comfortable. Or if God loved me, like, I wouldn't be going through this. You'd just like, is is that, doesn't even sound true, really, does it? Because you wouldn't say that of your own kids either, would it? Like, oh, if I love my children, I'm going to let them have what they want. Or if I love my children, I'm not going to kind of let them experience anything challenging because I don't want it to be hard for them or it's it it doesn't even as you say it doesn't sound good does it and I think it's interesting like that in that James verse where it talks about you know he's doing it so that we don't lack anything Mm. which then implies that we do lack something already and we lack something before we go through any trials or struggles or refinement like we're we're lacking and so for us maybe we fit like that we're in that feels comfortable place or whatever but actually it's a place of lack yeah and it's a place like it's a diminished place there's less for us there than there is on the other side of trial or Mm. tribulation and hardship and that makes me think I mean I've read Hebrews 12 but actually I love the beginning of Hebrews 12 where it talks about Jesus who endured who for the joy set before him endured the cross scorn in its shame and you think well he's the ultimate example isn't he because because he knew he had joy set before him because he knew his suffering was achieving something he could endure the cross. Pretty sure I couldn't endure the cross. Mm, yeah, <laughs> um, glad I don't have to. A lashing, yeah, yeah, and the mockery that he took and his friends betraying him and the fact that his body was just totally broken. Like, he could endure that, which I don't think, certainly I, I imagine a lot of people listening have never endured that level of pain. Maybe some people have. Um but that was manageable because he knew it was for a purpose. He knew there was mm. joy at the end of it. Um, and I, you know, I, he leads the way in that and he leads the way for us in that of just 
there is joy set before us like he loves us he's trying to rip stuff away that is damaging to us mm. so that we won't be lacking anything that's that's amazing yeah it is <laughs> yeah, then, it's really I, amazing it is I do understand and that's why I find real comfort in that Hebrews 12 verse like it feels painful at the time I really appreciate that being mm. in there because I think God does understand that we are like we are quite weak mm. humans yeah um, absolutely and we're quite easily discouraged or easily led astray but he is that good shepherd isn't he that comes and like leads us along yeah yeah I mean I <laughs> I've talked before about my favorite chapter in the bible like 1 kings 19 with um Elijah who like comes down from the mountain having sort of stepped out in faith big time and seen God move but then is like I've had enough like I, that was just mm. almost like that was too much for me. Um, mm. And he comes down and said to God, yeah, I've had enough. And that God just reveals himself to him, like gives him rest mm. and looks after him. And there's like, and I just really love that because it is just an acknowledgement that it's hard, that yeah. it's not like we as Christians, which we can really fall into of going, oh, it's all right. God, you know, la, 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 put a brave face on it. Um, no, like we, I think it's really important, particularly in churches that we are super real and we go, this is really hard. Like I, I've had times where I've, I've sat with people and just gone, this is really hard. I don't want you to try and fix me. I just want to, I don't want you to try and sort of tell me the right stuff like some of the stuff we've been saying tonight which is the right stuff and we know it but I'm like I just want you to sit with me and just almost go yeah I know it's hard it's painful it's painful and because I really believe that God does that with us like I believe that he's in the fire with us um like he's not removed from you in fact he's closer you know again when I think of my kids if they're going through really really tough times I'm the I'm the closest there I'm the uh, you know I'm doing all I can to like to care for them and love them and hug them to affirm them to encourage them you know that's really where my love goes out to them even more because you can see that they're hurting and they're struggling and I think so often we think that that's not the case with God that he just Mm. doesn't care and and the problem is that compounds the trial then if we believe that because it just makes it seem even worse Um, and I think just for me, I've, I found that if you go, if you feel like you're going through a trial or a difficulty to actually really make the decision to push into God and it, it feels really hard at the time, but, but it's the only thing that's got me through them. So recently I just, I couldn't have got through it if I'd have just gone I'm fed up with you, God, like I'm, I can't do this. The only way I got through it and felt like it produced treasure in me mm. was to really push into God. And then out of that came a much stronger faith because I saw God in the fire. Like I saw God in mm. the trial. I engaged with him in it. I walked with him in it. I felt like he battled with me in it and defended me yeah. in it. And and yeah. and so that was a beautiful thing that actually really gave me a passion for him because I was like, he's with me in the fire, which means he's with me in anything. Yeah. And then again, like we've talked about so many times, like he redeems it and you come out of it going, 
well, I don't really want to do that again, God. But um, I also <laughs> I am glad uh, about uh, this. Yes, but I'm also really glad that you're 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 with me in it. That I'm just I'm yeah. not on my own, and I I just have really known his closeness more in the hard times. Yeah, and I think to come back to what you were saying, we sometimes ask for ease and comfort, and I don't think we know what's best for us. Um, oh, like yeah, we, I think we think that will be best for us. But I tell you what, my faith in Jesus, I don't think would be where it's at if my life had been like my life is easy compared to a lot of people. I get that. But I also think that if everything had gone to plan, I yeah. like I wouldn't have been stretched in my faith because I'd been like, oh, yeah, this is easy. I don't really need God here. Whereas it yeah. surely is in the trials and stuff where you go, oh, goodness, I really need yeah. God. Yeah, and I think it's you le- really learn. He's he comes through for me. He fights for me. He defends me. He makes a way for me. I think you can sort of maybe say those things, but until they've kind of they've really felt tried and tested, yeah, you really know those things, yeah. don't you? Like I know I've mentioned it before. I know we've talked both of us quite a lot about how we had quite hard years in different ways. Um, and I know I said I've never felt hopeless like I felt at last year at points. Um, and that's just horrible, yeah. really horrible. But knowing, I think there is really something in our desperation and in just our absolute lack of solutions. Yeah. Um, just desperately calling out to God I think he's just, he's so tender, isn't he? And he's so, like you were saying, that's when you come closest. Like you see that the pain, you see that they need you. You just, he comes in, he comes so quickly in. Um, And I just don't think until you've really felt desperate like that, I don't think you've really kind of also really experienced the real love of Jesus in those moments too, that then feels so precious, doesn't it? And just thinking about Jesus in that as well, how it's such a funny thing with Jesus, how he's a hundred percent God, but he's also a hundred percent human. And so when like anything sort of we've experienced, like he knows it, he knows what it feels like to be tried and to be pushed beyond what you feel is capable you're capable of and I just think of him in the garden of Gethsemane Mm. where he's he knows that his brutal death is coming and he's praying and he's sweating yeah like he's sweating blood which we now know is extreme anxiety can happen in extreme anxiety and so just think again like we're not speaking to this just a cosmic power that is unpersonal we're talking yeah. to a physically human being who has been through more than I probably will ever go through in my life and is sympathetic yeah. to the human condition it's not like he went through hard things and he became bitter and tough like he went through really brutal hard things and is full of sympathy towards mm. us when we go through really hard and tough things I just I love that um yeah but I just think this is a little bit tangent but I was just thinking I do just want to say that I think sometimes 
like we make our own trials. Yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes, you know, Jesus is quite clear about what is going to be good for us in life and what is going to be not good for us in life. And if we willfully are choosing what is not good for us in life, then obviously there's going to be trial. There's going to be just heartache and challenge and pain. And I just think that's an important clarification that we're not talk we're not really talking about that. I don't think are we? We're talking about like when things in life happen that are out of our control that feel like, all right, this is a trial I'm facing that mm. I has just come sort of a bit out of nowhere. I've got no control over, but I see or I know I have that mindset in advance that mm. these things do happen in life and behind it is a God who's disciplining me and training me. But I don't, I don't think we're saying, oh, yes, like go out and create. No, no, no but I do think it's an important point because it sort of leads on to what I was going to say because we'd sort of talked about, yeah, like things that occurred naturally or happened outside of our control that yeah. God can use to refine us. Then you talking about how though sometimes we do make things more difficult for ourselves and sometimes you know I know I've made things more difficult to my for myself by not obeying what God's told me to do yeah Um, but the other way I think life can become difficult for ourselves and the Bible also talks about this very clearly is that as we step out to bring the kingdom of God on on earth as it is in heaven we will encounter difficulty um and the bible is so clear about that because um, it talks about um satan being an opposer of the brethren like he's against any act of god on this earth any bringing of the kingdom of god on this earth and so as we step out as we choose to say yes to jesus i'm going to go where you call me to go like simon was saying i'm going to do what you are asking me to do we will encounter difficulties um yeah like I I was reading yeah. um a book about a preacher who would often go on preaching tours um abroad and um he was often praying for the sick and seeing them healed and every time he would go away his family would mysteriously all come down with illnesses um Aww. and he would He'd obviously be praying for them, but he would still be going. Um, And Mm. then they'd all get better as he came back from his preaching tour. Um, (laughs) um, That's hard, isn't it? You know, I've had different things where once, you know, as I started um, doing, being involved in more prison work of just, you know, it's quite spiritually a dark place and going into there and seeing people come to know Jesus and getting to share Jesus with people. My life definitely got much more difficult and Mm. we had more illness in the family and we had more difficulties in our family. And I'm aware that as some people are listening to this, they're thinking, why would you do it then? And I think, yeah, for me, it comes back to and the reason why I think a lot of people choose to still go ahead with it is because of exactly that verse that you said of like Jesus endured horrendous stuff for my sake and the world needs to know what he has done for them and so it's not me sitting there going sure I'll take anything I'll deal with anything and I'll be fine about it but it's me going I this news is too good for me not to share it so I'm gonna say to Jesus I'm gonna follow you I'm gonna go where you call me to go I'm gonna 
um, pray for the sick and I'm going to, um, you know, I, I'm going to listen to your voice and I'm going to share it with people and I'm going to tell as many people as I can about you, Jesus. But I'm also recognizing that there is an enemy who is not going to like that. And so my life may get more difficult, but I'm going to hang yeah. on to the fact that you are with me in that fire and that you will look after me. And I don't know what that looks like, but I also know I don't need to fear because he is greater. Um, yeah. But I think but I think that's a really important point because I do think that there are people that I know that feels like they're experiencing trials um, and it's often around like really key things that they're doing for the mm. kingdom. Um, yeah. And it's why sometimes, you know, churches that are about to go off and do big mission trips where they go and go and share Jesus with people. Suddenly people come down with illness. Suddenly there's problems in families. Suddenly there's marriages yeah. falling apart. Like I'm not yeah. belittling these things, but I'm saying there is, that's why we, we really need to pray because um, there is one who opposes the kingdom yeah. of God coming. Thankfully, God is yeah. greater and is in control. Yeah. One of my um, favorites, there's so many stories. We could go into so many stories now, couldn't we, of people who've had like oh, horrendous challenges while sharing the gospel. Um, but you just made me think of it is, um, I'm going to say his name wrong as well. It's um, Horatio Spafford who wrote that song, It Is Well With My Soul. Oh, yeah. After, oh, and he'd gone and he'd been a missionary, hadn't he? And mm. his, all his daughters died. Yeah. And his wife died as well, didn't yeah. she? While they were out there, he was the only survivor in his family because they'd gone out to share Jesus and they'd all caught illness yeah. and died. And then, can I read it? Because it's just amazing, isn't it? So that's that's the backdrop. And then he writes this hymn, which I'm sure many people will know, but I'll just read the first the first bit because I just like, oh, it's amazing. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. Mm. Oh, it's just amazing, isn't yeah. it? I just... I would just hope that I can say that yeah. myself as well. Whatever comes my way, I can say it is well with my soul. Yeah. That's just incredible testimony, isn't it? Yeah. And the only way you can say that is because of the supernatural like grace and yeah. mercy and love of God yeah. and yeah. knowing he's with you in that fire because there is absolutely no way that you could say that on your own. And that no. again throws us onto him in a way that, comfort and ease never will no no you it's just not enough is it like if you're facing oh my word if if all three of my children died and john died i'm gonna need more than a cup of tea yeah. or like <laughs> gentle words of i'm gonna need something so deeply yeah. profoundly solid to carry on living on that it's only jesus isn't it like yeah. Yeah, everything else is just not enough to get you through that sort of grief or misery, is yeah. it? I'm saying that as though I have been like, I don't know, I haven't been through it, but I take the story yeah, of people absolutely. like Horatio. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess so then if you're listening to this and you're going through like a really, really tough time, um, 
then know mm. that God is absolutely with you in it, that he hasn't left you, he hasn't abandoned you, he isn't disappointed in you, he's not punishing mm. you, he's absolutely mm. with you in it. And there is purpose in it and he's working it for good. Um, yeah. So don't give up, just lean into him more. And we say that as people that have also had to learn to do that. And it's tough, but that is... That is the best place to be, isn't it, Hannah? Mm, Definitely. It's painful at the time. Yeah. I think maybe, I know we don't normally do it, but I kind of feel, do you want to pray, Joy, to close in case people are experiencing that? Yeah. Oh, Father God, you know the hearts and minds of every single person listening to this. And I really want to pray for your peace, God, for your peace that passes understanding to go out and meet the hearts of all these people who are listening. And I pray for those particularly who are struggling, who feel lost, who are hurting, who feel like maybe you've given up on them, who maybe feel like giving up on you because it just feels too much, God. Will you come and comfort them? Will you come and stand with them? Will you come and show them that you are God in the fire with them? Will you come and remind them of what it cost you to come down and to... um, to take on all of our human frailty, God? Would Mm. you give them your strength? Would you give them your help? Would you comfort them? Mm. Would you speak to them in this? Would they have a testimony of a God that has loved them through it and has lifted them up through it? Amen. Amen. Thanks, everyone. We will be back again in two weeks' time. Take care. Bye. Bye. any questions or suggestions for topics please email questions at the not so perfect christian life.com.